there, friends and strangers. Thank you for tuning in to the Monkey Tooth Podcast. This is Andrew, and with my wife Tiffany, we're bringing it to you every other week as we prepare to go from California to Alaska and then down to Argentina. We're leaving for that journey in May. It is currently March, and we are interviewing people that we know and like in this area as we get ready to go. Things are moving along just fine. We're really, really excited because two months ain't a whole hell of a lot of time. And we'll be gone. And we'll be doing this thing from the road, meeting people doing fun and interesting things. Which brings me to today's guest, Mr. Rory Cameron Gibson, a guy who does fun and interesting things all the time. We met Rory and his wife about three or so years ago. Uh, We had just finished our cross-country bicycle journey and we're hanging out on the beach in San Diego and a couple pulls up on their bicycles and we knew exactly what they were doing. We started clapping for them, we took their picture, and just like that we all became friends and have been ever since. I uh, I had the privilege of talking to Rory a few days ago about uh, a number of things, not the least of which is their cross- the world, around the world bicycle journey, which they've been on for many years. Uh, They've done all kinds of fun and cool stuff together as a couple. But one thing that um, sort of struck me about what Rory's been up to recently, uh, in addition to the fact that he's now married, has uh, impregnated his wife, and uh, is moving with his wife and soon-to-be child, from California to the UK in the next few months. In the midst of all that, Rory did a 10-day silent Vipassana meditation retreat. Super interesting thing to do at any point in your life, particularly when you're about to uh, completely throw the whole thing up in the air and see where it all lands. I'm, I'm excited to, to share this conversation with you. I, I found it very interesting, and I really like Rory's take on it. He's a cool, charming guy who it's, it's kind of honestly hard to picture not saying nothing for 10 days, but he did it. So I uh, hope you get something out of out of this. I also want to say um, thank you to all our Patreon supporters and the people who've uh, thrown us some money on GoFundMe. I, I got to tell you, it's very helpful. It helped us buy some new equipment. It's uh, it's making you know sort of budgetary things a little bit easier. And it's going to help support our new dog. That's right. We got a new dog. His name is Pele. You can learn more about him on our website, mtp.dog, on the About page. He's got his own little own little uh, bio down there, and uh, we wrote a little story about him on our blog, which is under Journal in our website. Uh, thank you for following us on Facebook. It's Facebook, uh, I think it's forward slash monkey tooth. It's really cool. Uh, we, we appreciate all these reviews and people sharing it. It really, really helps, so keep that up. All right, you're going to hear from now Mr. Rory Cameron Gibson. Atashi wa Rory Das. My name is Rory. What language is that? Is it Hindi? Japanese. Japanese. Say it again. Watashi wa Rory desu. So where did you grow up? Scotland. Um, Glasgow? Born and bred, Glasgow, uh, University of Aberdeen, and then, which is in the north of Scotland, like an oil, oil city. And then I moved down to Bristol, and then from there, sort of sporadic travelling jaunts all over the world, coming and going. Who was the traveler in your family? Was it your dad or your mom or both of them? Uh, neither. Neither? Neither, really. No, I mean, my, my mom was... Dad always encouraged it. Yeah. He was always encouraging me to go over other places. Uh, mom, yeah, mom, she probably traveled. She was a bit more adventurous than dad. Is is a bit more adventurous than dad. Um, spent, you know, spent a year as a nanny out in France. But, uh My mother did. Oh, your mother did. But, um, nah, none of my brothers and sisters were particularly into f- traveling either, so... I don't know where it came from. How many of you are there? Four. I'm one of four. One of four. The third. 
Third of four, yeah. Two sisters and a brother? Two older sisters, one younger brother. Your mom is still living and your dad? Mom's, yeah, mom's still around. Dad passed, um, yeah, about four, five, five, six years ago. Your brothers and sisters and your mom, when they look at your, like, traveling, what what are they saying? Are they like, go get it, Rory, that's great? Are they like, you're crazy? No, they're just... um, They're very much just like, okay, whatever, you're just going off on another trip. Yeah. That's what you do. You know, my other sister's like, you know, she chose family, okay, married at an early age and having family and... Mm. And I've just kind of fallen to travel, fall into traveling. I've never found it particularly daunting. Mm-hmm. I think some people are a wee bit weird about leaving family and friends to go somewhere they don't really know. Um, if I had to first remember the leaving the UK to go to Thailand on my way to Australia, and I left my bag on the luggage carousel going round and round. I was sitting on the bus to go oh. to my hotel before I realised I didn't even have my luggage. <laughs> so, you know, I was just nerve-wracking times, but yeah. but now it's no, I, it's, no it's exhilarating now to go to new places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that was your first big that was one? A, yeah, that was the first big one. That was wow. the first one. Going away for a year, you know, with a chunk of money in the bank and uh, and uh, not knowing not knowing what where I was going to stay the first night, nothing right. booked. Um yeah, not going into a completely foreign country where they don't speak any English. Well, yeah. they didn't then, 15, 20 years ago. It was harder. Thailand especially is a lot more set up for tourists now. It's kind of overrun by tourists. It's I can changed imagine. a lot over the years. Yeah. It's a, it's a good lesson to learn that you can get around somewhere you've never been where they don't speak the language because just human basic needs are all the same. You got to eat. You got to sleep. You got to wash yourself. You know, absolutely. It's it's so common. People get it. Yeah, and and it does reinforce if you're a believer in that people are just generally more good than they are bad. Absolutely. It the travel will reinforce that more than I think anything. Absolutely, absolutely. They want to help you. They see people. If they see you're needing something, they tend to come to your come to your rescue or yeah. you're trying to communicate something they tend to know that you, at the very least you're going to need somewhere to sleep right and eat, and eat. Um, or yeah. have something fixed or help you in some way and they'll try yeah. they'll try their hardest to to do that yeah. as you would yourself sure you and know. a lot of those you know sort of more exotic destinations that's particularly the ones that p- depend upon tourism they they have things to sell you mm-hmm. so it behooves them to be helpful at the very least and that they can potentially sell you something, whether it's food or yes, yes, like that's, yes. You know, that's yeah. worth it. Yeah, and even even often they're not, you know, they might get some money out of you. Right, right. But uh, people will help you anyway. They'll help. You know? They'll help. Yeah. So you're not, as you wouldn't yourself, you're not going to leave someone out in the street no. in desperation. You'd help them. Right. Um, and ninety nine point nine 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 five percent of people in the world will do the same back to you. And I you. Think. You've been, when did you guys start your around the world cycling journey? Uh, four years ago. Four years ago. And you're, how, what percentage would you say you are finished? I think it? we got about 70% round. We set out just to go east and just carry on. But after 11 months, well, after we got to Istanbul, it was, it was uh, November. So it was in winter to go further east in winter. Yeah. Uh, it was, it wasn't, we didn't really think that one through. Right. And there was also problems with visas. So we skipped. And started another part of the uh, part of the world, another leg, right. and did the same. So we did that a few times, and then took some time off, and then did some other legs. So we split it up into chunks. Yeah. So when we originally set out, it was just to go, you know, like an unbroken loop around the world. Right. Quickly, quickly changed after. Yeah, we met you, and you'd just gone months. west from Florida yeah. to California. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. and that happens, you know, you've got to be sure. fluid, fluid in totally. your plans to. To, to chop and change. One thing that always struck me on that ride, and I'm, I don't know if you guys encountered this, people would say, you know, you're going the wrong way because of the prevailing winds. Across the U.S. Across yeah. the U.S., yeah. yeah. And we would always say, I mean, yeah, the prevailing winds are one thing, but you're going to end up in Florida. I'm pretty fucking sure we're going the right way. <laughs> we're going to California. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we set out on that. We had to finish in California. We were going to a wedding. Yeah. Um, so we had, we had to start in Florida and finish in California. Right. Um, and, yeah, you know, all the, the, the blogs we'd written and uh, speaking to other people, you know, from the U.S. said, oh, you've got to go west to east around that time of the year. But we went east to west and we had a tailwind the whole way. So Yeah. It you was know. such a great time, a good year for it. We lucked yeah. out, yeah. Totally, totally lucked out. Yeah, 
So you guys um, have a baby on the way. You're 70% done with around the world, and you're, uh, you've made people. Yeah, yeah. You're in the process. There's one cooking as we speak. <laughs> this is it. Your progeny is in the oven. Yeah. How weird is that? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 different at the moment. You know, it's a new, it's another new adventure for us. Yeah. Um, having started many, um, but this is a different type of adventure, yeah. of which I'm discovering quickly um, that you can't you can't really well you can plan to a certain extent this, but you can't plan how you're going to feel about stuff. No. And how your wife imagine. is going to react to certain things with different hormone levels and right. I'm sure many people many many people obviously know what that feels like yeah uh, but I'm having to learn pretty quickly <laughs> yeah I, I have I mean no frame of reference for that yeah. <laughs> at all whatsoever but seems like you guys are handling it pretty well you just got married last week right? yeah yeah we just a quick a quick registry office job and then we're gonna have a party yeah. next month we had to do that in order to sort of visas for one of our, right. or either of us to live in the, in each other's countries. Yeah. So we had to get that off in the post and go through all the bureaucracy. Yeah. It's kind of so, yeah. so romantic. Yeah, well, I know it was. We didn't, you know, we just thought, oh, we'll just go to the registry office and just, you know, sign the paperwork. But it turns out to be something a lot more, right. a lot more than that. You have actually somebody yeah. standing in front of you and speaking to you and asking you questions about each other in right. a, in a, not in a, in a bureaucratic way. Sure. But, but yeah. uh, standing in a grand, uh, a grand hallway in in the San Francisco uh, City Hall. I mean, it seems like it would be sufficient to just be like, okay, here's our blog. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we've pooped in the same ditches. Like mm-hmm. we're meant to be together. You know? yeah, we've wiped each other's <laughs> we've bumps. wiped each other's butts. <laughs> and uh, horrendous moments of yeah, need. <laughs> that traveling together, man. I think it should be requisite. For if you want to get married or yeah. make, make more people, yeah, yeah, okay, can you take a, a a one month journey with someone mm-hmm. somewhere that's not a resort? Even I, th- I think even if you went to a resort, you would find a way to reach that difficulty of yeah traveling with someone. It's the, it's the constant decision making. Yeah, that's, you know where you, it's happening all the time. It's like you know when we go down this road, which route are we taking? Right. When are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Right. What's what's in our budget today? Where are we going to go and poop in the ditches? <laughs> right, you're constantly having to make decisions. Yeah. And on cycle touring and like hiking and those types of things, that's a different kind of travel because you don't have the option of, well, you go see this and I'll go see that and we'll meet back up at the hotel. Mm-hmm. You don't have that option. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're both heading east. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got to, you know, we're together. Yeah. So that yeah. when the rare moments do come up that you could, you do this and I do that, it, it's a whole different dynamic than that normal yeah. you know, travel. Like, oh, we're in a city. I'd like to go see this museum and you can go hang out by the river and yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and any like you know skirmishes you have with each other you don't you have to sort out your one of you's in front one of you's in behind <laughs> you go in the same direction yeah you can't get away from each. you can no. pedal faster but you don't want to be too far away from each other in case anything happens yeah the one time we did that i i pedaled on i can't remember maybe i pedaled on or nikki pedaled on you know we'd had an argument <laughs> one of us went out of sight another one got a puncture and we had, oh, the other one had to come back anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we just kept thinking, oh, they're not in sight, they're not in sight, and we had to pedal back. Yeah. You know, there was a puncture. And then the skirmish goes out the window because you're both, you know, in the, mix the toolkit out and fixing, fixing it. A problem. So, yeah. And then it, it all pales into insignificance anyway. Big time problem solving with, like, at the end of it, you know you have to get along because you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, it and, definitely, yeah. And sharing a tent. <laughs> like sharing you, you can't exactly. go to sleep you know having having right. not speaking to each other when you're an inch away from each other right. and but every little sound that you make is going to be heard by the other one Mitch Hedberg had a joke about that like some I can't remember what it was but the punchline was like you can't really I don't know convey how pissed off you are by slamming like a nylon flap on a tent <laughs> or just zipping it up really quickly <laughs> yeah like it just doesn't have the same sort of you know yeah. gravitas as walking out of a room and slamming the door yeah yeah true went on a nine, ten day? Vipassana? Ten day, ten day, yeah. Did I saying it correctly? Vipassana? Or Vipassana, Vipassana, yeah. Vipassana. Yeah. I'm very interested in it and I'm very curious about your experience and I know that you want to be careful to not sort of flavor anyone else's experience. You just want to, what happened for you is going to be different than what happened for me or for anyone else and 
you, the person who told you about it was careful to not flavor your experience with any sort of expectation. But yeah, very much so. If, yeah. If you could kind of tell me about like, um, you know, what prompted you to de- to even go? Yeah. Well, he he's or, someone. And, uh, I'm sorry, and if we, you wouldn't mind just like explaining what it is. I don't know if everyone knows oh, okay. what we're talking about. So yeah. it's a uh, it's ten days of of um, of what, silent meditation. So no reading, no writing. Um, no phones, no pens. Mm. It's just you, your clothes, uh, of which you have to dress moderately, right. and uh, you learn a, a meditation technique, which which gets more and more complex as the ten days goes on. Um, so you're taught right from the word go of of how how to how to do this particular method of meditation, of which there are many. Right. But um, this is regarded as, as by many as, as the best type of meditation. And what f- is it in a particular spiritual tradition or what is it? Um, no, Hindu it's not Buddhist even. Or? Nope, nope. There's not attached to any religion at all. It's just its, it's own. It's just you. It's just Vipassana. Yeah. So yeah. is there any kind of like, uh, you know, spiritual component or any sort of like uh, supernatural belief structure, mm. you know, that sort of thing? Or is it nope, just- nope. There's no sort of, I mean, there's there's chanting, uh, which is chanted in this an, an ancient Indian language, mm-hmm. um, but that it's nothing. It's not to a god or anything. It's all right. about the people in the room, wow. and uh, just people in general. There's no being that everyone. There's no they worship. Talk about, there's the no. Buddha is talked about, mm-hmm. but not in a, in a in a praising way. Right, you're not asking Buddha for something or no, petitioning no. him for. Uh, no, absolutely not. Or, no. Yeah. no, it's just all about you. And but it's Indian. It is an Indian tradition. The Vipassana. Is yeah, a, I think we, it was started at Buddha two and a thousand years ago, uh, or Buddha, as uh, as he's referred to by, by in India. Um, he came up with this method and uh, and then just and taught it and taught it and taught it. But it got taught it to many many people, and but then it got forgotten or kind of got waylaid by people t- t- turning into different. Bringing it into religions and there's right. different sects and right. what have you, sects, um, <laughs> and then it sort of lost its way. But then Burma, it was, uh, it, it always kept on this exact the purity of what it what it really was. And then this chap who sort of reinvigorated it or kind of relaunched it, if you like, he came across it um, through a very so uh, he 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 reached out. It came to him, if you like. Um, he was struggling with some health problems, and uh, he uh, he so he learned how to do the meditation and got a lot out of it. And then spoke to some other people, taught some other people how to do it, and then it just spread like wildfire. And then he took it back to India, and everyone went crazy for it there. It's free. That's that's yeah, the, so that's one thing I should right? should should uh, mention there. It's you just has to make either a donation of something. To pay end. for the next, but you don't have to pilgrim or whatever, right? You, you're, yeah. you're paying it forward is the idea that you. But often, what they uh, they prefer is that you actually give up your time to help out in the next meditation with the oh, next amount great. of people coming round to do it. Someone needs to be there to cook the food, clean, uh, clean up after everyone. Right. You know when they're eating and what have you, and just keep the keep the keep the machine rolling, if you like, of of people just coming through. Uh, doing this with Basnam. So you went to where? Where did you do yours? I did it in Indonesia, um, in a few hours outside uh, Jakarta. And you booked uh, it online, or did you knew yeah, know it was, someone? Yeah, I find it quite difficult to get those. The website um, is Dharma. It, it's Dharma dot org, and you find there's many, many, many schools or centers, meditation centers, mm-hmm. throughout the world. Um, India, there's many, many, yeah, huge yeah. amount. Um, but it's th- it's finding. I had a window in January, which which I was able to do. So it was finding one that suited the the, the timing that wasn't full because they yeah, fill up very very, very quickly. quickly yeah. yeah, they're very very popular. Um, you know, I think if you, you know, some celebrities have done it or right, right. Um, uh, other well known bloggers, or, yeah. you know, so words got out there and people are getting a lot out of it. Yeah, um, so they're becoming you know pretty popular. That's such a great thing to be growing in popularity. They yeah. Just, like, just to even convince people just to go shut up yeah. for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, 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 I find this, um, the, 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 I found the center that it was the right timings that worked for me. You know, I told my friend I was going to do it, the friend who originally got me into it. Um, he who had had a great experience with it. He was, he'd managed to learn how to manage chronic pain mm. and he was pretty miserable 
He was a pretty miserable, angry guy um, who was very reactive to anything that came along. Mm. I used to work with him. He was a he would punch holes in the door. Right, and, right. Um, uh, he, but he was in a lot of pain as well, physical pain as well, horrendous back problems, which he was operated on. He was really struggling with his mm. rehab, but getting you know very depressed, using a lot of drugs and other vices that weren't helping him at all. Right. Um, and he this was really like, like you know I don't know how he, how it was that he came across it. I think he'd heard it of another friend. So when he told me he was going to go and do this, I was just like, you're, you're nuts. You're going to go and sit in a quiet room for 10 days. Anyway, he got great, he had great um, experiences from it. And um, and he'd, he'd always said, you should go and do it. You should go and do it. How and I was always you? asking, you know, what, what, what is it? What is it? What do you, right, why yeah. would you do it? And he would just say, you know, you should, you should do it. You'll get a lot out of wow. this. Uh, but not really explaining why. Um, but what I took from him was that he managed to, he, he learned how to manage his physical pain. Wow. And that's what I thought, well, that was just incredible. Because I, I would see him doubled over in the street, you know, just um, in, in extreme agony. Wow. And um, he, what he came out of it was being able to, to wow. just... Uh, and did that translate into the other aspects of his life or just... Yeah, yeah. It made yeah. him less aggressive and less... Yeah, yeah. Just wow. be able to stand back and yeah. observe things and just let things pass. Um, for, for all walks of his life, aggression... Misery. Um, so you were you know, sold. Pure. Yeah, I want some of that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I was totally sold by it. Well, I mean, but I, th I was scared to do it as well because sure. I was scared to just be myself, my own my own shit in my head for, for 10 days. Yeah. But it didn't turn out, for me, it didn't turn out to be like that. It turned out to be something completely different because of the method. It mm. doesn't allow you to, to just sit and wallow in something that you feel bad about that you did. Seven you years feel guilty ago. about it or you know where you're going or what have you because the method teaches you to come to get back on to, to the back present. on and just observe something and then let it pass observe let it pass observe let it pass wow. now is there someone speaking the whole time or are There's you literally chap, in silence the chap who sort of um relaunched it, it's a chap called goenka um and he was the chap it was burmese who he was seeking something else to to cure his physical pains um he, I, I'm not sure if he's still alive, um, but he, there was this kind of old VHS video um, which you'd watch in the evening. So we watched it in the evening and he explained what was going to happen. Um, but it's a, a video from the 1980s. I think it's actually filmed in Berkeley, actually. Wow. Um, and, you know, you can, you can hear all the coughing and the spluttering in the background. Right. But then in the mo at the beginning of, of every meditation session, he's speaking and he just reiterates what, what you're what you're trying to achieve that day really just in that session really you know just be alert be attentive yeah. um, uh, into what's what's happening you know he just reiterates what you're trying to do the whole time because it's very easy just to, to to lose your way with it yeah unless there's someone teaching you effectively right. i mean it gets you feel like a a child because they're just telling you the Repetitive. same thing over and over and over right. and you're doing the same thing for three days and another thing same thing for another three days so, but you so you need it needs to be reiterated very you know, often. Yeah. Your buddy encouraged you and, and made you interested what was it that finally you were like okay i'm doing this i think because this year's pretty big i was gonna have a child i was gonna um move in together with my wife and uh get married mm. and uh, put an extension on my house <laughs> yeah. you know so some building work on my house it was going to be a pretty momentous year the sort of stuff that people eke out over four or five years right. everything, well within actually six months so oh I just God. thought okay this is going to be a good thing to teach me just to learn some patience and yeah. be able to observe stuff and just let it go rather than react to, to things well you seem to me I mean I've known you for what two years just I mean not real well we don't spend a ton of time together but you seem like a pretty mellow character anyway yeah know? so what I mean do you feel like you're more prepared from this experience I think yeah, I think I I should be, <laughs> you know. I think from what I've learned, I should be. I kind of know the know the tools now. I think, um, and I th if 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 that's, I would like to think that's going to help me going forward. Mm. It, it can only be a good thing. 
Um, the difficulty with with the vipassana is is you're you're asked to, you're not asked to but in order to keep on having the benef- benefits of it is you you should do an hour in the morning an hour in the evening of meditation which is quite a lot to do yeah. the, the nice thing about doing it in in the course in a center with lots of other people is you're you're in that's all you're doing for 10 days there's nothing else going on yeah so there's nothing there's no other distractions really and where we were we had the call to prayer not within the centre, but there was 30, 40 call to prayers going off at four o'clock in the morning, um, at six o'clock in the evening. Um, so that was really the only other distraction that you would get. Most other centres, you just have peace, absolute peace and quiet in the middle of the countryside somewhere. Mm. Um, so, but to do that an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, you've got to be pretty dedicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you managed to keep up with it to a certain extent or <laughs> not? I think once once I finished it I was ready. I was done for a while. Yeah. Um but I I've used it. I've certainly used it, you know, where if I've been on a long plane journey or something, mm. I'll just kinda tune in um and I'll use it. Yeah, I don't know, maybe if I'm feeling, actually if I'm there's a couple of times I've felt quite travel sick oh. and I've just tuned into this and it's just helped. You so know. when you say tune in, well, just you? you know, just close my eyes. Um, it's just start the technique that you're taught, mm-hmm. um, and it's really just focusing. It just allows you to focus on something completely different. Right. There's a little bit of mind over matter there that comes on. It doesn't work for everything. It doesn't sure. work for everything. Sure. If you're you know violently sick or something, but right. um, you're just <sighs> taking the attention away from something and putting right. it onto something physical in your body. Is vipassana transcending yourself or or leaving the idea of self to focus on pure consciousness or what what's the um no i don't know i think you really leave yourself it's i mean because all your from 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 what i've experienced i think the more you do it you get a lot more out of it Mm. and you get better at it and then you have a different experience Mm -hmm. but you're not you're not a lot of what is to do with this craving like is avoiding craving Mm. so if you're trying to to get somewhere with it that's a form of craving um which you're supposed to try and avoid avoid um which is quite difficult to avoid any sort of craving. that's why you took the trip (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i wasn't i didn't have any specific goals or expectations from it but i guess from what my buddy got out of it i was thinking wow there's something amazing is going to happen to me yeah you know i'm yeah. going to start floating around the room or, or uh, you know whatever pain i've got is just going to disappear right but i had elements of that you know d- disappearing of pain right. uh, just discomforts which you would normally observe and react to um which is a, so i guess that's kind of a metaphor to observing things in your head and reacting to it yeah. but it's just a physical you just observe it and move on to somewhere else in your body yeah. and um, and think about something. Not think about something, you observe another sensation in a different part of your body. Um, so in terms of that, you know, self and um, maybe at some point in the future you might get something like that. But just, right. I certainly f- f- have felt physical um, sensations differently. So, um, but again, it's different. It's different right. for everyone. So just like kind of cultivating an awareness of what is actually happening right now versus yes. what you think might be happening or yes. expecting to happen. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And what's gotcha. happened in the past is done. Right. Um, this is, you know, you're just sitting there only in this. a room and all you're thinking about is actually what's happening right now within your physical right. state, yeah. um, which is it's, it's difficult to do. And, and what's nice is that in the evening, the, we have an hour, an hour and a half of him talking, yeah. Um, because it's the same video that's played in every center. Yeah. Um, he just says the same. It's the same lesson you learn in the evening, and he's 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 kind of funny. He says some funny stuff, and everything you've been thinking that day, he almost knows what you've been thinking. <laughs> right. And and uh, the guy you're presenting Goenka, um, and he makes a bit of a joke about it. You that's know, great. you take you take two breaths, and then your mind's gone thinking about something else, and you think. Oh geez, I'm not very good at this, you know. Everyone else must be much better than me at this. Sure. But everyone else is in the same because you look around the room in the evening and everyone's giggling at this, him saying this, you're thinking, yeah, yeah. everyone's the same as yeah, me. That's fine. You take two breaths and you're thinking about something else. Right. Another two breaths, you're thinking about something else. Right. And you think, okay, it's normal, that's fine. It's normal for your brain to be thinking about other right. stuff.
So what are the mechanics of the thing? So there's a call to prayer at 4 a.m. So you're asleep. Yeah. And so the call to prayer comes up. Oh, no, no. So the call to prayer, sorry, that was the call to prayer is, is uh, it's nothing to do with the Vipassana. That was just because it was in Indonesia. Indonesia. And it, it was in an Islamic country where oh, okay. they have call to prayer. So, so, so you're means, just hearing so, that. So, yeah, it's kind of ironic. You're, you're there not thinking about anything to do that because okay. it's all about you, but you're hearing the call to prayer. Sure. Which is also is a nice little side thing. But sure, uh, yeah. if you ever do it in a Muslim country, you're going to... You're, You're just going to hear, hear that them. during the yeah. day. Okay. But then, no, the, the, the bells go at uh, four o'clock and then 20 past four and then you start the med- you start a two-hour session at half past four in the morning. And then there's various... You do end up doing 12 hours in total in the day, mm. but it's broken up. You eat breakfast at 6.30 and then you have lunch at 11 o'clock and then that's pretty much your eating done for the day. At f- mm. 5 p.m. you get a slice of fruit. Uh-huh. Um, but actually you're never really that hungry in the evening because you're not doing anything most of the time you're just sitting, sitting there right. was a yard where you can sort of walk around but you're expected to you know you're, the teaching is that you're very aware when you're walking so you're right. just very aware of everything every movement your body's making and you try you try to tune into that no stretching no yeah stretching's okay you yep. can stretch stretching is oh, stretching that's great. okay yeah so yep. not necessarily a yoga but you can stretch and yeah. move around and you're given you know in our center there was um um meditation cushions oh, that's great plenty of uh, pillows yeah uh, you're just asked not to lie down but if Why it gets not? really bad you can you can sit you can sit in a chair mm. um, no one's going to tell you you absolutely cannot do this sure um it's not you know, it's not super, super right, strict. You're just expected. You sign something at the beginning saying, okay, I'm going to follow these, yeah. follow this sort of agenda, this plan. Four o'clock, the first gongs go. It's just a big gong. Annoyingly, it was like a recording of a gong. Not, a, not an actual gong. gong. Which was overly loud. Way, 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 way too loud. It was getting yeah. a heart attack every morning. Oh but every time it went off. It, every time the gong went off, it signaled the start of another session. Um, so you'd have... Four o'clock to four thirty to six thirty was uh, two hours meditation. and six thirty was breakfast, and then till eight you had breakfast and rest. Then eight till nine was the session. Then nine till eleven was the session, uh, and then eleven o'clock was bre- uh, lunch. And then between eleven and one was lunch and rest. And then one till three was another two hour session. Then three to four, four to five was two more, and then uh, you had your your uh, tea or your dinner. It was just a slice of fruit, and then there was four more sessions in the evening as well. So by the time breakfast rang around, you were hungry. You were, yeah, you were pretty hungry, but it 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 was interesting because there's no you just have to get on with it. You know, like any other time, you're like, I'm hungry, I'm going to go eat. Right. But there's nothing there. You no, just have to. Yeah. You just have to suck it up. And no fridge to there's pop. There's plenty off of water too. there, but uh, I think if it got really bad, you can you can ask them. Right. For something, it's not a it's not a. You know, prison like, camp yeah. sort of situation yeah. yeah it's not super super strict um, likewise if you pulled a pencil out and started writing they would just ask you not to do it they're not going to throw you out if you carried on doing it they kind of think well you're, you're a bit of being a bit of a douchebag but you're ruining for everyone else yeah because why should you be allowed to do it and nobody else right. it's not till the end of the or when you when you really start getting into it, you realise why it's not worth writing stuff down because when you write stuff down, then it's like, it's kind of permanent. Mm. And you you might go back and look at that and go, yeah, I was thinking that. Or, and it's not about your thoughts. It's just about learning a different yeah. way. You're not there to brainstorm and no. fix your life. No, I, yeah. I, and I, admittedly, like, I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was so proud of myself. Up until about day seven, I was, you know, I was I was into it. I was, I was getting it. But then once I realised, I kind of thought I had my, I thought I got my head around it. I was like, yeah, no, I've, I've got this. I know what this is all about. But that's really when the, like, the work started. Mm. Um, and that that's when I found it really, really hard. The first couple of days I found really hard and in the middle it was all good. Mm. But day seven, day eight, day nine, day ten, I was really, I was done. I was, yeah, I struggling. Was, yeah, they, they call it um, like running away. Like some people just get up and leave. They can't handle it. It's not they can't handle it. I mean, there was times where I was thinking, I, I don't want to be here. I could be off doing something else, you know. Right. I could be using my time better surfing or, you know, sure. or golf, being a tourist or something. Um, but I had to come back to, to, you know, why did I come here in the first place? Right, right. W- w- I'd be disappointing myself, my girlfriend, um, another couple other people who I'd spoken to um, yeah. the reason 
why I did it. Or they had they were motivated me. I had a friend, a Spanish friend. I told her I was doing it. She just we hadn't spoken in quite a while, and she WhatsApped me the day before, and she said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I'm in." I'm in Indonesia, I'm going to do a Vipassana. And she, she started laughing. Oh, it's so difficult. You're going to find it so hard. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I said, well, how do you know? It's like, well, I did it. I only managed to day six, the, the first time I did it. Oh, man. And she said she had to run away after day six. She couldn't handle it. Um, wow. But then she went back and did it again in Barcelona. The second time she finished it. And then she did, she's done it another time since. So she completed it twice. But the wow. first time she couldn't finish it, found it really hard. So that was kind of motivation for me to finish it. Yeah. I've done you know, a lot of endurance <laughs> stuff. And like, it's just a case of just, you know, sucking it up and just getting on with it. Yeah. Um, and my friend, who, you know, the one who'd inspired me originally, he'd said, just do whatever you have to do to finish it. Just make sure you finish it. Wow, and that so that that was him. He that was another voice in my head. And actually, in the start, you meet you meet everyone who's doing it, um, who's who's on the same course as you. You have like a few hours where you you sign up, you find your room, and get yourself settled. I was speaking to a Spanish guy, and he'd said, you know, oh, you know, why are you doing it? Why are you doing this? And like everyone was all having the same questions to each other. Um, but I'd also said, uh, you know, I'd like, I find it quite hard to finish some things. And he said, all right, oh, do you think you're a quitter? Mm. And I never thought of this. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not a quitter. Am I a quitter? I started many courses, yeah, university courses. And sometimes it's easier just to stop doing something than to carry on and see yeah. it through. No, for sure. But this was something I was really, really determined. But by, yeah. by, by him saying, are you a quitter? I actually said, shit, you know what? Many times I have been a quitter. Yeah. Um, and he felt really embarrassed that he kind of got this out of me oh, and no. a bit sad. He was like, oh God, I'm not some sort of therapist. But um, so that was another reason I wanted, when I was having hard times yeah. during, the class, during the course, I'd look at him and I'd be like, I'm, I have to prove to him that I'm not a quitter as well as myself. <laughs> Yourself, yeah. Uh, as well as my friend who didn't think I could finish it and also my friend yeah. who um, who said just get through it. And also I didn't want to disappoint my girlfriend as well, who I yeah. convinced it was a good idea. My, sorry, my wife <laughs> convinced it was a good idea to come all the way over to Indonesia to do this course. Yeah. So I had to finish it for, you know, to say to her, yeah, you know, I did. I didn't want to go back with Tilda between my legs no. saying uh, oh no no I haven't oh, oh shit I didn't finish it well I think I'm going out of my head yes I think I'm going out of my head over you over you when there are things away that are worth quitting though right I mean there yeah, I, you've quit jobs. I have to say that because I've quit things before. Sure, yeah, but yeah, I, I, there is a distinction yeah. between being a quitter and having the wherewithal to quit something shitty. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I, you, I think I can when I it can, counts and when it's good, you're not a quitter. You know. Yeah, no. There's times where I'm thinking I should really have seen that through. Right. Okay, it wasn't fun. <laughs> I wasn't doing very well right. at it, but I pr I would have got more out of it if I'd if I'd finished yeah. it. If the times got a bit hard and I thought, eh, I don't really yeah, need yeah. to do this. This is difficult. I could be doing something else. This would right. be easier. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way of looking at it or not. But, but you made it through. You did the whole mm. the whole thing, the whole bit. Uh, but if it wasn't for those kind of yeah. four those key four key reasons or people, I'm not sure I would have yeah, finished yeah. it. Well, no. Might have quit. So uh, the outside <laughs> outside forces urged and you know sure. egged, egged me along. Well, that's always the case, is it not? You know that, that it's always. It's never just you. We're under the illusion that it's, I pulled myself up by my mm -hmm. bootstraps mm -hmm. and did this thing. Yeah. But I don't know that that's how it ever really works. Yeah. You know, there's no, that, that old saying, no man's an island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that really is pretty true. Even you in a room by yourself yeah. in a non-speaking sort of, you know, quiet meditation yeah. found the words of others and the inspiration of others mm -hmm. helped you get through. That's pretty... Yeah, yeah. It was interesting at the, at the end of it to ask, speaking to other people. It was all different walks of life, yeah. different countries, a lot of Indonesians there, um, but mostly actually Western Western tourists, but some Indians. But everyone was just desperate to speak to each other at the end. You know, oh, just yeah. to, you know, ah, you know, the chap behind me was a, a huge big Indian, big six foot four Indian guy. Um, and he just patted me on the back when when we were allowed to speak at the end. and. And he said, I've been staring at your back for the last 
12 days I want to know what your name is <laughs> and he was just you know it was just it was so nice to hear that he yeah, patted yeah. me really a big hearty pat oh, and we great. walked out together and he said I've never you were the wriggliest <laughs> you were the wriggliest man in the room <laughs> I couldn't didn't see anybody else wriggling as much as you oh that's great um, but speaking to him you know he just he was running some telecoms company in Singapore. He'd been doing it for 20 years. Sent his, his two sons to university in the States at vast expense. You know, so he'd obviously done, financially done very well for himself, but he wanted something different. He was the same yeah. age as me. And he said, you know, I need something completely different in my life. And I'm at a bit of a crossroads and I'm not sure what I want to do with it. So, yeah, various other, other, other people who, who'd struggled with it who struggled with the course, um, str- the, the, yeah, the course, if you like and call it that. Yeah, what do you call it? I mean, it... it I don't know. I mean, is it the, a class and you're going the to... The method is called Dharma, from, from what my understanding of it is. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people really get engrossed into this and really yeah. go into reading a lot more about it. And, right. But my understanding is that it's a Dharma, the, the method of Vipassana, the, the method of meditation is Vipassana. Um, but Dharma is a sort of umbrella term for what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a Vipassana course. Yeah, I think that's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. And what, how would you define Dharma? Uh, I think, I, I think just the ability to observe and move on. Yeah. That's what I took away from the most. And balance. Balance uh, in... Every, all things like your pursuit of pleasure, your pursuit of your desires, pursuit. Of yeah, food. well, desires in that desires aren't you know a desire is craving. So that's right. where I kind of struggled with that. I'm not I'm not sure I, you know, because you have desires that sure. you can't. It's very difficult to quash. You know, have sexual right. desires, which is a good thing if you're trying to have a family. You need right. to have sexual desires. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know you crave food and um, but. The idea is that, that if you're craving something, you're miserable because you don't yeah. have it. So you're always going to be craving. There's always going to be something you're going to be craving. There's always something you don't have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think it takes a long, long time hmm. to get to that level where you don't crave anything and you're just very well balanced and nothing. You just observe anything and it just moves. It floats over your head. I like the idea of it. Yeah. I'm not sure How if I can ever get How to apply that in your real but taking the first few steps onto that, to yeah. be, I think the biggest thing is to be able to observe something and just move on from, you know, yeah. a, a sexual desire. You might just like hammering away at your head, what oh, that, right. whatever it is, or who, or a time, right. just observing it and just moving on from moving it, rather on. than like just sitting with it, just sure. going over and over and over your head. Did you ever at any point have like, I, mean, I know you don't want to talk too much about your own personal is you don't want to flavor anybody else's experience mm-hmm. but like for me when I have too much time to think about things I, I'll start considering like God, I can't believe I used to be a baby you know <laughs> stupid shit like that I'd think about like you know did you ever find yourself thinking about things like that like what what would it be like to be a bug or, um, you know, and did you find yourself you know, in, it was funny you mentioned bugs and there was a garden there and um the, you know, I did a lot of a lot of walking in in the rest the rest period because mm-hmm. you just wanted to go. Out. I'm used to doing lots of exercise. You're not supposed to do any exercise, but I did watch a lot of bugs. I'd sit on the mm-hmm. ground and in the middle of the ground and just watch bugs. It's so good I mean, for you. Uh, while other guys were it was split. The women and men are split, so you'd only be doing it with men. Um, and they would be watching bugs. So you just you know, and you just start observing little things that you wouldn't normally observe. Yeah. You just stare at trees and observing, you know, bark. Yeah. How does that? How does it get there? How does it, why does yeah. it fall? What What is it that triggers it to fall off? Right. Um, so yeah, you know, you, it slows everything down, and the things that you would normally think of, mm. I, I didn't end up thinking about until later on when I lost my way after day seven, and I started right. getting uptight and impatient, wanting mm. wanting something else, craving. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted this, this, the sensations that I'd, I'd achieved um, during this type of vipassana, some physical sensations which had, which had come up as a, as a result of the, the type of meditation. Um, I, I wanted that all the time, and you, it doesn't mm, necessarily that's come. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. It's another craving. Yeah. 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 So desires. Yeah. It's. Uh, Boy, it just see that's the one thing I've always had trouble with with like 
any of those traditions. Like, I, I wonder sometimes if I, I kind of feel like sometimes I am in those states anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, not certainly not all the time, but I feel like uh, yeah, I certainly am capable of losing myself in work, mm-hmm. in a project, in mm-hmm. a, whether I'm writing something or building something or whatever it is. I'll completely get lost, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to be interrupted, then I I lose it. You mm-hmm. know, I'll come out of it and sometimes I get angry or irritated mm-hmm. and it's uh but I, I I wonder how much my thinking about getting into a meditative state interrupts the actual meditative state itself that yes. I may or may not already be well in, I think you know? that's the nice thing about the, the Vipassana method is that you're not thinking so much you're, you're focusing on your breath yeah um, and, the, and the sensation onto your onto your your top lip um and you're not you're not making a sound, and you're not and you're not focusing on an image. You're asked not to focus on an image, and often other types of meditation are right. There's um, no mantra. There's not. There's a, no no. There's none yeah. of that. You're just focusing on the physical sensation of your nostrils the, or the air coming out your nostrils, um, and the or, and the, the the sensation on your top lip, and then later on uh, others various other sure. things that they teach you uh, that, that are taught in the method. So you're always, you're always, your attention always comes back to the physical, to a sensation, which is happening. You're not trying to make that sensation. It's just happening. It's just there and you just observe it. Uh So you're not, it it doesn't allow you to, it doesn't, if you you find yourself thinking about something else, like, as you said, you know, what it'd be like to be a bug. But as soon as you catch yourself doing that, you come back to the method. Right. So that's. Right. That's what I like. It's very, very simple. Very, very simple. Yeah. And there are times during the day when you're not meditating. There are, I mean, you're mm-hmm. meant to be quiet and contemplative mm-hmm. while you're not meditating. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you can't talk to anyone right. anyway, but you find yourself doing that anyway. Um, you come out after an hour of just sitting predominantly in the one position. You, you'll yeah. shift a few times. You shift a lot in the first couple of days. I can but imagine. Once you realize you can actually just observe a situation, you observe a, 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 little, a little pain or a discomfort, and once you move on, you, you stop thinking about it, and it's not there. Wow. Itching was the, was the, you know, you might get a little itch, a little tickle in the, your nose or your ear or your forehead or something. Often you, you just don't, you just observe it and move on to another part of your body where you're, you know, you're witnessing another sensation and it's gone. You're not thinking about it. Other times it wouldn't go away yeah. and you just give cave and just have to scratch it. And you felt that would break your reverie and you'd have to start over again or what? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Cause you're upset. You're like, ah, yeah, I don't, but that's the wrong way as well. Cause you're craving for that sensation not to be right. there. So it, it, but wow. that's difficult. I struggled with that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it's there, yeah. it's there no matter what. Anyway, and, you, and you reacting to it by scratching it is the same as reacting to any other mm-hmm. sensation or thought process, and and, right. and and acting on it. Like my friend who was really angry and punching a wall, right. so that and scratching your head is a sort of that's what I my understanding of it wow. of is my own understanding it might be completely wrong from someone else who's done it, but that's what. Are you going to continue to pursue? Yeah, um, no, I, I would. I will. I will at some point. Um, you would call it an education, right? You're pursuing this as an educational yeah, I think so. pursuit, yeah. almost like a. I mean, there's no manual how to be a adult human. <laughs> no, but yeah. I think as a, if you take some of it, some of that education right. and and, yeah. and and put it into your normal day to day life, it's a it's a good thing. Would you suggest it to others? Yes, I, I would suggest to everyone. Absolutely, yeah. it's the, the the difficult thing is the time. Sure. Is it really yeah, two fine weeks? Fine, ten days. I mean, where need, it's two weeks because you arrive on day zero and then you do ten days and then you leave on day eleven, twelve. Right. So it's a day either side of the full ten days, um, yeah. and you've got to get there. And then, like a couple of days afterwards, you probably need a day just to. You can't really just go back into normal society either. Yeah, I can't even imagine because it's just hectic. Exactly. And, uh, you, you just be a bit, a little bit lost after not speaking to anyone for to a convince, long period of time as well. To convince an American who typically. I think the average is a two-week vacation, which is mm. fucking crazy, honestly. <laughs> but to, to convince someone to say, "Hey, uh, this year for your two-week vacation, I want you to go somewhere and mm-hmm. eat twice a day and say nothing mm-hmm. for most of that time—that's <laughs> really that's yeah. a big ask, you know. But yeah, and that's some of you know from myself who I like to pack a lot into. If, yeah. I ever, if I'm going to have a two-week yeah. holiday, I want to pack a lot of hikes. And man, I, I mean, I've spent like a. a 20 mile day with you on a bike where you're still wanting to go like 
hike a mountain and eat at a restaurant and do yeah. five different things all just in one day. I can only imagine what twelve days, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was it was difficult for me, yeah. and I've, I I I can understand why someone wouldn't necessarily want to do it. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily try and convince everyone to do it. You'd have to sure arrive at that. It has to, I think it has to grasp you at first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how do people find out about it? Just go to dharma.org? If you just Google, I think it's dharma.org, but if you just Google dharma... D-H-A-R-M-A. Dot org. Yeah, and then from there, you just, you'll just you find your way around the site and you can find centres throughout all over the world. All over the world, yeah. I um, imagine there's probably a lot out here on the West Coast. Yeah, I think and, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Yeah. Um, basically, you, you, you have to do the 10-day, ten, the ten that's like... Once you've done a ten-day hmm. course, then you become an old student, and then you can take attend three-day uh, um, courses and one-day courses, oh, okay. and you can also go back and help, which is really what's expected of yeah. you most, because you've been. See, you've I'd been, love to do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. I, I so I, um, I'm coming at it for a number of reasons. For sure, I, I would like to. I'm just very curious about how our minds work mm-hmm. and what kind of thing we are and mm-hmm. <laughs> what are mm-hmm. we capable of as these things mm-hmm. uh, what is our consciousness how do you access all the parts of your own consciousness and you, that you possibly can mm-hmm. uh, and I think the contemplative arts you know the study of consciousness and the self and you know, being able to meditate I think it's one of the most valuable tools we have as, as humans but I also want to be able to calm myself you know, my my pain, if you will, mm-hmm. is a fear. I have fears, you know, that are uh, they can be irrational, um, and I, I want to find a way to take those fears and and calm them down with the breath and with a concentration, with a with a method that I perfect over a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But part of it, selfishly, probably crazily, is I want to go. I want to do. A number of uh, psychedelic explorations, mm-hmm. um, including ayahuasca and five meo DMT and things like that. That I've I've had psychedelic experiences in the past and in the in the recent past that I've felt would have been greatly aided in the beginning by being more prepared mentally mm-hmm. with a practice of maybe meditation or breathing techniques. Do you have you looked in anything else other than I I haven't you know I think you you'd be going at it from maybe a slightly different different way you you I think we'd be expecting more of wanting it. more out of it yeah and I think so. and you you'll have thought a lot more about it before I before before going in to do something like this for me I'd never done any meditation before I wasn't hugely right um, you know I'm not usually sort of checked in that way. Um, but you're willing to just do things. Which well, is that's it. I'm, I'm willing to to, to go on do. lots of to do lots of adventures, and this was yeah. the sort of adventure that I knew would be a real challenge. Yeah, and not something that you can just grunt and go harder, run faster, no. pedal harder. No. Um, and I wanted to challenge myself in a different yeah. way. Um, for, so, so I came from that point of view. Was, I maybe it was more of a, a challenge to see if I could do it, mm. see if I could I could finish it for ten days. But I got more out than I than I expected. Yeah, I, I may overthink it, but I'm inspired by the fact that you just did it. That's yeah. cool. You know, that's a I think that's a it's a thing we should all do more of. Just just do just it. Jump in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think there was a few other people there. I I was encouraged when I saw people leaving yeah um, I kind of felt sorry for them but I was encouraged thinking okay it's, it's not just me that's having the runaways a it's not just me that's having a hard time yeah yeah. you yeah. know those guys are doing sure. it but you know whatever they're, it's, they've had enough they've had enough they've had enough I, I didn't think anything less of them sure um, sure I, 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 for me it was just that, like, that I, I, I encouraged me to, to finish right. this um so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think people are, c- are capable of a lot more than they think. For sure. Um, For sure we all People should are. dive into other th- things that put them outside their comfort zone a lot more. Yeah. You know, I could be said of myself, which I don't do in other walks of life, but it's nice to be able to choose which yeah, one, things yeah, you want yeah. to dive into. Or not. For sure. And I've, this year, you know, diving into a couple of oh, things. Oh, man, you that, are head that, first that, into the pool. Yeah. Head first. Yeah. 
and that'll be a whole different, you know, wiring and yeah. fuses that will be required for that as well. So and stuff coming out the other side. Yeah, the information of You're which putting together a computer. Yeah, <laughs> you're building a whole network of new people and a, uh, yeah. just getting married, the whole thing. Yeah, and you still want to complete that the other thirty percent of your definitely, around the world definitely. trip. And we were talking about you know, and my wife is talking about finishing it with a one-year-old baby. Yeah, I'm not quite, yeah. which sounds absolutely insane, but when she puts it, as long as the baby can hold its head and yeah, is healthy, I'm not sure. The wriggliest well, baby on the the wriggliest, <laughs> the wriggliest baby. Well, I'm not sure if we're going to do that, but it's certainly at some point. You know, we've met families. Yeah, um, in Tajikistan, cycling through Tajikistan with five-year-old, six-year-old, and seven-year-old yeah, totally. on tag-alongs and tandems. Absolutely. I've met French families in Kyrgyzstan with, uh, yeah. you know, a two-year-old, and they seem quite happy. You yeah. Know, the, the kids seem quite happy. When people... Tiffany and I definitely encounter this a lot when, when you tell people what it is that you're planning on doing, or they meet you in the middle of doing something strange, you know, some sort of adventure. Like, aren't you afraid of X, Y, or Z? What is your typical response to that? Like, aren't you afraid of you know being hit by a car in China, or aren't you afraid of someone robbing you, or you know that sort of thing? What is well, how do you? I find myself. I caught myself today speaking to you about your next adventure, <laughs> thinking of all the fears that I would sure. have. You know, you're going to you're going to drive around with all your stuff in, yeah. in a in a truck, and I found myself saying, "Well, you're going to get robbed." Yeah, yeah. And I thought, geez, that, I just said that. That's like my putting my fears onto you. Um, so it's completely normal, I think, for for people to say that. Sure, I think the, it is. The most common for me is, yeah, getting run over, like on a cycling trip. People are often better drivers in other countries than they are than what we know our own. Right. In the states, in the UK, um, in a lot of in these other countries, they're a lot more patient. Mm. Um, and often they're more aware on the roads, actually. True. It's a different method of driving, driving which For you might sure. not be familiar with. But you see a lot less crashes because, yeah. I don't know, there's a lot less rules. There's not there's less rules on the road, so people don't expect you to follow the rules. So everyone <laughs> drives with a lot more caution. Right. So, yeah, maybe getting knocked over, um, having your stuff stolen, which... It can just happen. And I'd never... In all the countries we've been to in the... Yeah. Over two years in total has been on the road. Um you know we had some money stolen, that's to be expected. Right. Um that's probably the worst thing that's that's actually happened to us. The having money stolen. Yeah. I, I tend to my I don't know, I, it, I try not to be pat I try to, you know, consider and I do I think very hard about the fears and the things that are frightening about travel mm-hmm. and about adventure. But I, I also think very hard about the danger that we are facing at this very moment. Mm-hmm. You and I are sitting in my van, our van. Um, what feels real comfortable and real safe. Shit can happen, man. Mm-hmm. There could be an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, lunatic could come up here with a gun. Mm-hmm. We could have been hit a thousand times today on the road. Mm-hmm. We were driving windy roads. You know, yeah. any one of us could have fallen off the cliffs we were hiking on today. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we tend to overestimate the safety that we're actually in. Mm-hmm. We tend mm-hmm. to take it for granted that we are currently safe. Yeah. Whereas we, you're just really not ever safe. Mm-hmm. You know, people have embolisms and things burst in their brain. Mm-hmm. You know, people suffer strokes. And, and that can happen just, anywhere I mean, in the world. Just any moment, yeah. any time, you're really never safe. And, you know, to people, well, then if you're not safe, then why would you put yourself in even more danger? Because it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. And, like, what else are you going to do? Just lock yourself. You know, I, I don't take an antagonistic, snarky view with it, but I, I think to consider yourself safe and to consider something else, elsewhere, dangerous, is a, a sort of, um, I don't know if it's naive is the right word, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not a really accurate worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the world is just dangerous, period, mm-hmm. no matter where you go and what you're doing. It's just a matter of perspective, you know. Yeah, but I think in the West we're particularly we can we're a bit snobbish in how we sure. look at the rest of the world, and we think, oh well, you know, they don't have as good roads, or they don't have as good education, or the police are all corrupt, or what have you. To therefore, be sure, yeah. therefore, right. it's much more dangerous. But yeah, you're right. You know, when we, we face the same a lot of the same dangers we face over there, we right. face here, but 
we face less dangers yeah. over there than we that we face here. You've worked in restaurants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. So in the states, um, there are really stringent rules for restaurants, like where you know the temperatures at which you can store food, where you have to keep your trash. You can't have cleaning products near food products. You know, there's a lot of things. I saw a girl once pour uh, a cocktail for someone uh, before the event was really ready to go. You know, there was like kind of that early, there was an early crowd who showed up and a lady ordered a vodka cranberry. And uh, the young lady setting up the bar was just kind of, okay. She poured it together, got the ice in there, you know, made the drink, handed it to her. The lady took a sip and almost died. She had to go to the emergency room. The lady had, the young girl behind the bar, put um, sanitizer, which is the same sort of color pink-ish red that cranberry is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was in an unmarked, unlabeled thing. And she thought it was cranberry juice mm -hmm. and made a cranitizer in vodka and nearly <laughs> killed this woman. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, like she, yeah. The woman sued mm -hmm. and they settled out of court. I mean, it was a big, big deal. Nearly mm -hmm. I mean, poisoned this woman. Mm -hmm. This is in the States where there's stringent rules and they're mm -hmm. very, you know, you've got to be super careful you know yeah you can get a inspection anytime but you can also just make a mistake you mm -hmm. know and people are like oh man there's no sanitation there's shit running in the streets in india and there's problems and people don't wash their hands they wipe with one hand and shake with the other mm -hmm. but but yeah that's all that's true all that's real but you're not as safe as you think you are even with mm -hmm. all the rules and all the protections mm -hmm. it's still an illusion of safety or it's yeah. a, it's the the promise of safety but all promises are, you know, and you subject start resting, to change. But you start resting on your laurels thinking that's not going to happen right. to you, so you switch off. Yeah. So maybe outside, you know, the West, we are a little bit more aware, we're a bit more switched on to the dangers. Mm. Um, but certainly, yeah, no, I see your point. In the West, we just ex you we think, think it's not going to happen. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But actually, it does. It still happens it all the happen. time anyway. It can just happen. Yeah. 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 So face your fears. Don't talk so much. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Uh, try shit. Mm, put yourself way out of your comfort zone. Out of the comfort zone. You'll get something from it. It's about time that we fell in love. You know that I've been trying. It's about time that we had a laugh. You know that I've been crying. Too many people, too many troubles, too many miles of lying. If everybody laugh for just one day, you know that'd make me happy. Too many troubles, too many troubles, don't know how we live so long. Too many troubles, too many troubles. You know, it's interesting to know what your comfort zone is. I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, to really know, like, okay, I'm comfortable doing this. And by comfortable, like, I'm adept. I can pull that off, you know. Mm -hmm. That's one thing, but I don't know that we all know that either. I think you're, you're, you guys, you and Nikki, your wife. It's congratulations, <laughs> by the way, your new wife. Uh, you know, you guys are great at that. You're great at finding out just how uncomfortable is uncomfortable, and are you in fact actually comfortable there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sleeping in a tent in Tajikistan, Tajikistan, mm -hmm, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, with dysentery you know, on the side of the road, but you're together. And you're, you know, not getting actively rained on and you're yeah. happy. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty hip way to be. Yeah. And then you, you realize how little you need to be comfortable as well, actually. Physically comfortable. Physically, Physically yeah. comfortable. Right? Yeah. And you see, but you see what other people, how they have physically in their lives. Right. What, what little physical comfort they have in their lives, but how mentally comfortable they are. They seem to be the happiest, you know, in some of these countries we've been to. Yeah. Um, Developing in third world countries, there the kids are pretty. They're pretty happy playing outside on the street. Yeah. Um, and you know, with, with with not having much, but they seem to have a, a, quite a level of comfort in various areas of the life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, cheers to that, Roy. Cheers. Thank indeed. you so much for uh, sitting in the van and telling no me problems. telling me your story, man. Anytime, anytime. Oh great, you're still here. I'm so glad you are. If you're enjoying the Monkey Tooth podcast, you can help us out in a number of ways. From our website, mtp.dog 
That's mtp dot d-o-g. You will see links to our Patreon page, where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. And we have all kinds of little thank you deals for our patrons. You can learn more at our site, mtp dot d-o-g. And if you don't have the cash, no worries, you can still help. There's a link on our homepage to our Facebook page. And from there, you can share links to the episodes of the show with the people in your network. The more who are exposed to the show, the better. Lastly, we would greatly appreciate a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. Five stars only, please. Thanking you, TTFN. Lots of time just to dream there. Golden sun in the valley take me to Rwanda. There were no 